0: I saw a thing, actually, a study that said speaking in front of a crowd is considered the number one fear of the average person. I found that amazing. Number two was death. (laughs) Death is number two? This means to the average person, if you have to be at a funeral, you would rather be in the casket than doing the eulogy. Do you fear death? Most people do. Get your coffee and let's talk about that. I don't know if you've ever been around someone who is dying, but the experience can be very sobering. In my work as a pastor, one of the things that I do is I have been called upon many times to comfort those that are dying or to sit and comfort those who've just lost a loved one to death. So I'm well acquainted with being around those who are experiencing death in a big way. And as I said, it can be a very sobering experience. Unfortunately, the sobriety that comes from being near death has been mostly removed in our modern Western culture. We are effectively able to distance ourselves from death in a pretty profound sort of way. It's kind of like we've sanitized our culture and and removed it almost completely. And I'm not entirely sure that that's ultimately a good thing. I mean, you could go in the other direction a bit too far as well. I work with a lot of firefighters in my work as a chaplain, and also my wife is a critical care nurse. And those groups of people, they are around death a lot. And being around death a lot in that way, it can certainly affect the way that you see the world and not always in a very positive sort of direction. But our distancing from death I think that in some respects, it, it almost amplifies our fear of death. Even for those who encounter death more frequently because of their work, we all fear death. And that's because according to the revelation of scripture, death is a foreign invader. Death wasn't God's original intent. And so we are deathly afraid of death. Even if public speaking is your number one fear, you probably still have a concern and a fear over death. And because of this, there has been a lot of research on the topic of what is termed death anxiety and how we can address and treat death anxiety, especially those who are actually facing death due to a terminal illness. In the last couple of decades, there has been increasing work by medical research institutions, Johns Hopkins being one of them and they've been looking for different ways to try and treat death anxiety and one of the things that they've been working with is using psychedelics things like um, psilocybin from magic mushrooms, shrooms or mdma or what's commonly referred to as ecstasy and um, also lsd other psychedelics and there is an increasing push in the u.s to decriminalize these kind of substances especially for dealing with things like death anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. In fact, there's a group called MAPS, which is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, that has been focusing on this a lot and working to try and decriminalize it. And there's a number of well-known podcasters, guys like Tim Ferriss, especially, and of course, Joe Rogan, who are very pro-psychedelics. And so they're promoting this work. And I, even though I'm a pastor and, you know, not necessarily in favor of a lot of drugs. And, you know, I don't know the decriminalization thing. That's a topic for another day. But I happen to find the discussion about these things to be very fascinating. Now, for the record, the most controlled substance that I partake of is probably my coffee. But I still find this whole discussion very fascinating when you're talking about things like dealing with death, anxiety and depression, because death anxiety is very real. And what's interesting is that the Bible actually seems to prescribe the use of controlled substances for things like death, anxiety, and depression. Proverbs 31, verse 6, it says, Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and to those who are of a bitter heart, give them wine. So apparently, this concept of using controlled substances to deal with death, anxiety, and depression, it goes back at least 3,000 years, even though they didn't use the the names death anxiety and depression or post-traumatic stress disorder to talk about the dysfunctions and disorders that people experience they still were trying to address them but the interesting thing is is that controlled substance isn't the only way to deal with these sorts of issues death anxiety being one of the issues even researchers who are looking into this recognize this to be the case i was reading an article on the maps website about this whole topic and one of the doctors from johns hopkins that they interviewed a guy by the name of dr roland griffith he said this after transcendent experiences people often have much less fear of death so even those in the scientific medical community they recognize that there is such a thing as transcendent experiences and that when people have these transcendent experiences oftentimes their fear of death, it dissolves, it goes away. And of course, the Bible, the Christian faith, the New Testament, has some things to say about that. In Hebrews chapter 2, we read this, "...inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood." So the author of Hebrews is just talking about human beings, we have bodies of flesh and blood. And then it says, "...he, Jesus himself, he likewise shared in the same. So the Christian doctrine of the incarnation is being spoken about here. Jesus is God who became a man. He put on human flesh, flesh and blood just like us. So he likewise shared in the same so that through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. There is a huge bondage in this fear of death and a lot of people have experienced it or do experience it but there can be an easing of the fear of death and it doesn't require chemical substances it doesn't require psilocybin there can be an easing of the fear of death by simply gaining a biblical perspective or a christian world worldview so you don't need shrooms you might just need jesus again from this same article on maps and i'll link it below, another researcher out of UCLA, Dr. Charles Grob, he said this, I don't really have an altogether definitive answer as to why the drug eases the fear of death. But we do na- know that from time immemorial, individuals who have transformative spiritual experiences come to a very different view of themselves and the world around them. And thus they are able to handle their own deaths differently. It's pretty fascinating. Again, from the same article, another doctor here, uh, Dr. John Halperin, he says, On psychedelics, you have an experience in which you feel there is something that you are a part of. Something else is out there that's bigger than you. That there is a dazzling unity you belong to. That love is possible. And all these realizations are imbued with deep meaning. I'm telling you that you're not going to forget that six months from now. The experience gives you just when you're on the edge of death hope for something more so these doctors in the scientific community places like johns hopkins ucla other places they recognize that there is a hope for something more through a transcendent experience which they are saying can be grabbed hold of through psilocybin or other psychedelics but I'm here to tell you that that's, that's actually not necessary. You don't need that. There is a hope for something more, and it doesn't require chemically induced transcendent experiences. It comes when you realize that there actually is something else out there that's bigger than you and that you can be connected, not just to it, but to him and you can experience his love as demonstrated in Jesus Christ. Interestingly enough, the article from Maps actually references the Apostle Paul's transcendent experience on the road to Damascus. And I want to suggest to you that Paul probably didn't have psilocybin or any other psychedelics, but he did have a transcendent experience with the living God. And that experience of encountering Christ, the risen Jesus who conquered death, well, you won't forget that six months from now either. And there have been billions. Both alive today and throughout the last two millennia, there have been billions that have come to experience the great hope that comes when you encounter the one who conquered death. And you start to realize that there actually is a whole lot more to life, eternal life. That's something to think about as you pour yourself some coffee today. We'll see you next time.